Rebellions are built on hope. And welcome to another episode of Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Alberto Calderon, and join as we have since, I don't know when, by a co-host, Oti. Oti, we made it to the end of The Mandalorian Season 3. How, how are we feeling right now before we get into it? Man, I'm sad. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to... Well, I know what I'm going to do the next Wednesday. It's the last day still, but <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's I'm kind of leaving an empty hole in my heart. Yeah, that last was pretty good. I watched the episode last night. It was was very good. Very good. It was very, very good. All right. Well, we'll get into that. But yeah, season three of The Mandalorian came and went pretty quickly. I know it's been eight weeks. We didn't get two episodes like they've done for The Bad Bash, for Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think even Book of Boba Fett, maybe. Maybe having it at the same time as, maybe not Book of Boba Fett, but you know. Yeah. Uh, having at the same time with Bad Bash, maybe everything went by quicker, but we'll get into it. Full disclosure, we're recording this on Thursday. It will no still come out on Saturday. <laughs> Yay! I, so I'm going to miss the chat, but yeah. Yeah, no chat. I know Mo, I got a message from Mo, and she, she says she's not here with us tonight, but she'll be here in the, the replay later, but Things happen. You have a work work thing, which it's finally works for me also because I have one of my brothers in law is coming with his family on Saturday night. So okay. maybe as we're getting into it, I get a whole other family jumping into my house with two kids are the same age as my kids. So it's gonna be pandemonium. Oh. So it all worked. <laughs> I think it worked. Oh my god! All right. So even if. We're not live. As always, guys, thanks for joining us today. If this is your first time watching us, thank you. Make sure you subscribe to our channel. We got a, a lot of fun stuff coming. Uh, don't comment on the chat, but let us know in the comments below what you thought about the episode, what is it, 23? Uh, chapter 23 of The Mandalorian, that return. We're going to get deep into it, the finale for season three. Let us know what you guys thought about the episode, the whole season. Uh, give us a thumbs up, of course. I won't be able to remind you since there's no live chat. And we'll probably release the audio portion of this on Saturday also. Instead of waiting until Monday, we'll release it Saturday. But Ote, I'm just going to give a tease or of something that's coming up because I don't want to jinx it. It's not 100% confirmed, but just a quick tease of something that might happen here mid-May. We're still ironing out the dates. But we're close to getting one of the authors from the High Republic to be here with us live to discuss their newest book. So if you're a fan of the High Republic, make sure to join us in the coming weeks when that announcement is going to be revealed. So are you excited, Ote, that we're... Oh, I'm nervous. (laughs) I am very nervous. Not only our first, let's say, Star Wars guest over here, but to to do the review of a book with the author is kind of nerve-wracking a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I hope I like it because, I, you know me, I'm brutally honest. So. Yeah. Um, uh, knowing you, I think you'll enjoy this book pretty much. Uh, I've heard nothing but 
things about it. Yeah. I almost jumped the gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so let's. It, it, but it's very exciting because, again, going to celebrations, seeing that panel with all the luminous writers, yeah. I, I feel like I could talk with any of them for about Star Wars for hours. So I'm mm -hmm. very, very excited. It's going to be interesting. So hopefully, maybe next week, I'll know about the date and then we'll be able to reveal it soon. So we'll see. All right. So let's go because we got to do this. So if you guys are ready, I'm not ready. Let's talk Star Wars. And of course, it's Star Wars on TV. Star Wars on TV. All right, Oti, we got to talk about the Mandalorian, but the best part of the whole episode right there. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> What do I do? What do I do? Oh my goodness. <laughs> it fell down the hole into the abyss. Because, of course, if it's a uh, empire, imperial base, no, there has to be an no abyss. And no guardrails. <laughs> yeah. I love first when R5 comes in just flying. After he lands, he turns back to look at the hole. It's like, dude, you already made it. Why are you looking over? Fine, just go. <laughs> just go. Oh man, Oti, before we jump into it, and I told you before we started, we're going to do things a little bit different today. We're not going to go scene by scene. We're just going to, a general overview of the episode, things that happened, things that didn't happen, were our expectations too high, the fandom around it, season four, all this stuff. So it's going to be a little bit different, but a lot of fun. Yeah. So we just saw R5. I tweeted this out as soon as I saw it. It's this episode had, was very A New Hope. Do you have the same feeling? It was just... I, I did. Kind of laid I, back. I, the droids having fun. Right before I, I record the review, like, it ends. I make coffee, yeah. sit down on the computer, do the review. And I remember as, as the episode was playing, I was texting Tony, like, this feels like New Hope, you know? Uh, we <laughs> have the droids doing the thing. Uh, our yeah. main character is hiding from stormtroopers, the hallways, like... Uh, yeah. It, I don't know. It, it, even the whole thing with our main characters in trouble and the droid facing trouble themselves yeah. and having to figure it out, like it, that, I I love that. Yeah, it was very everyone in the garbage shoot while C three and I try trying to fix it, <laughs> and even when Moff Gideon says, "Oh, I'll deal with it myself" or something like that, it's very Darth Vader. It's like, come on, I've seen this before and I love it. Yeah, it, it even had vibes of Obi Wan looking for Vader and the Death Star and them like yeah, looking for exactly. each other. Yeah, very very interesting. Uh, before again, before we jump into more specifics. Did you enjoy the episode? And are you surprised with some of the reception out there in social media? I love the episode. Okay. Um, the minute, the minute the episode ended, I was like, "This is gonna be a problem" because mm -hmm. there was a lot of speculation going into it. I have a lot of thoughts on what Lucasfilm announced and how that mm -hmm. might have affected the people's yeah. enjoyment of the episode. So I had that in my mind. So I, I'm not saying, I don't think I was that surprised. I, I'm surprised of some of the criticisms and the people mm -hmm. it's coming from. Um, and again, we can get into that because I think people are like missing the point of some things. Mm -hmm. And it's people who don't usually do that. Like <laughs> we know who to expect to do these things. 
Sure. So that that's a, a little bit surprising to me. Not saying, hey, if you don't like the episode, that's I think that's a perfectly valid opinion. But I think that as people are getting into a discourse, there's I'm not really engaging that much with people being negative about it. Mm-hmm. But it I, I, leaves me a little bit scratching my head. Yeah, I'm happy that I've been busy at work these past two days to not be online that much and see as it's going down. I heard mm-hmm. when I log in, I can see the overview of people complaining and the little pockets here and there. And a lot of the complaints are very similar. And a lot of the things that people love are very similar. And like you mentioned, it's, are we let down by our own expectations? Did they play it safe with the finale? I think yes can, can be the answer for both. But it's also what you bring into it. Like, I, and we're going to get more into it. I said, I think this person is the spy, which didn't turn out, but we'll get into it. Or I think this person might show up. Uh, that didn't happen. If someone's going to die, I said probably not. It didn't happen. So was it safe? Yes. But at the same time, it's Star Wars. Let's start thinking about the movies because Dave Filoni is very George Lucas in the way he does things. George Lucas really didn't kill a lot of his main cast. And it is a happy ending. People complain about uh, the end of Rise of Skywalker. Oh, she's alone. And in back in the desert, compare it to the end of Return of the Jedi when everyone's happy. Here we got a very happy ending. And people are like, you suck. I mean, but, uh, I don't want to get into Rise of Skywalker, but I don't think that's a sad ending. <laughs> like, I don't think Ray's living in the... In the... I mean, everyone uh, knows, but that's like a... The easy yeah, point yeah. to make, oh, she's back in the desert where she started. Uh, no, she's not, but that's a separate <laughs> issue. Um, you know, it's, again, it, it, again, if you don't like the episode, and there's, I, I'm going to shout out Maggie here. She okay. she talks about, you know, some of her complaints relating to some missed opportunities, perhaps. And I, I can totally see that. I sometimes get frustrated when, a show or a movie has like something right there that they can just like knock it out of the park and they just like turn around and do something else. So again, that if that bothers you, that I think that's perfectly fine. I I there were some things that I would have loved them to do, but I just love what they end up ended up doing that I, I was fine with it. Yeah, Maggie, I love when Maggie's here and also and all those people because they usually bring a different perspective than the one I have, and usually they're on point. And like you said, Maggie, who works with Collider, great weekly reviews of The Mandalorian and all the Star Wars shows. And I read her review after I finished watching the episodes. And really, I agree with, I think, all of her points. But I still enjoy this episode. Like, yes, they could have done all that and maybe made more sense. But I enjoy myself, which is what I want when I'm watching The Mandalorian, which I said before, it's not that deep of a show. I know there's some things behind it. Yeah. Well, it's a very simple show, and I like when it kind of hits those beats. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. And uh, again, shout, I echo what you said. I, I Again, I, I tweeted this out, and I want to mention it kind of defending myself because the other day I was tweeting about another person, and I got a lot of quote retweets of people saying, like, <laughs> he hates him because they disagree. And I'm like, no, uh, Maggie and I have fundamentally different opinions on basically everything star wars like i love rise of skywalker she hates rise of skywalker she loves her one i don't really like rogue one so there's a lot of like clashing in our opinions yeah. and but i always want to see what she has to say because i understand that there's other points of view in star wars and that's like why i started podcasting that's why i started yeah. going on twitter because i wanted to engage with that and as long as it comes from a sincere point of view it's genuine it's 
you know, good faith arguments, I'm all for it. And, you know, what, what makes me grumpy is when people just say things to, you know, rile up other people. And uh, yeah. Yeah, like someone shaving the mustache and now they're clones. Oh, we, <laughs> I, we might mention it later. And then, oh, Snoke, dude, shut up. I finally fucking blocked that guy. I can't believe you sent it to me, but that's okay. But we're, uh, we're just going to mention that when we get to Moff Gideon and his clones. But I know we went, at least the two of us, we didn't have high expectations of all the cameos are going to show up. We say Luke is not going to show up, Ahsoka's not going to be here. Maybe both of it because he's a Mandalorian, but we weren't expecting all that. But for the main fandom out there, if they're coming with what has happened, episode one was the reveal of the Dark Saber, which for big nerds like us, we understand what this is. Most people won't know what the Dark Saber was at that point. Luke, of course, big reveal. Everyone loved it. Should have, I understand. Has Star Wars been building itself up? to have a big reveal at the end that that's why people just were let down because they were expecting it. And then from there, we can jump into the spies. Well, actually, there were no spies. Were things getting set up? Like other people, like you said, Maggie and all that said, things were set up that apparently have a payoff. But you also said maybe maybe a title is just a title. and We're reading too much into it because Filoni and Faro don't know what spy and spice means. They're, 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 don't, they're not good at grammar. Um, <laughs> I think the whole finale expect, expecting a huge thing, I think that's kind of warranted. I think mm-hmm. it's kind of like the, the ninth episode in a Game of Thrones season. We expect mm-hmm. that to be. <laughs> and that was one of the big things going to House of the Dragon. Is this going to happen mm-hmm. again? It really didn't. So yeah. cool. But but yeah, so I think, but again, it's kind of this thing like, it's not, well, they kind of did because uh, I think it was Brendan Wayne who was like, oh, you're going to regret this. And I was mm-hmm. like, what are we going to regret? Yeah. Um, but so I, I think that's like warranted the whole spice things. Again, that uh, I'll just say that episode is terrible, wow. like poorly titled. Like, mm-hmm. and if, if, Dave, Rick, and Farrah want to come out and explain why, but I'll be all ears, but the, like, why? Just call it Return mm-hmm. to Mandalore or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but yeah, no, that, I think that was very poorly titled. I mean, they and, and, and again, I, think, I, think, I think it's warranted to expect that they were going to make yeah. a bigger reveal. Mm. They're the spies. They'll say, oh, the Shadow Council. They're the spies. You're still hiding out, which, yeah. eh, not really. I, I can make my own connection. That's probably the networks, the network of spies in the New Republic yeah. from the Imperial Airmen, but that's not what the episodes are. <laughs> so yeah, no, no, no. It, um, it, so... It, if anything, the converts should be the spies because that's when we see that there's mm-hmm. bigger things at play. But whatever. Yeah. So let's talk about the spies real quick. Oh, did we spend on our like 50 minutes last week about all the theories? <laughs> The armor, Axe Wolf, even freaking uh, Griff Karga with the bottle from Kurosan. Everyone's a spy. And I said, I went on Twitter, it's Axe Wolf. I have pictures because everyone on the fleet command don't have helmet. This is all coming to it. He's going, somehow he's getting back into space. And there's no spies. No spies. Are you surprised? <laughs> Where are you? Okay, this is when the reveal is coming. When he finally showed up, in fleet command, it's telling everyone get back on the gauntlets, which was a great scene. And like, here it comes, it's gonna be the armorer. And then the hey, Bokatan, it's me. I got the reinforcements. I like, oh, okay, no spies, no spies. No, I, 
the when Bo-Katan's like uh talking to Axe as he's going to the yeah. ship, I was like, the minute she finishes, he's gonna be like, I know princess, and start like shooting everyone in the ship mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Like I-, I was expecting something like that, and it didn't happen. And he's like, evacuate, uh, evacuate. And he's like, oh, he's gonna start <laughs> attacking them now. Yeah. The, the Tie Fighters arrive and start shooting him. And like, I'm thinking he's not the spy. <laughs> and and and, and yeah. then I was like, oh, but the armor. She said she was going there and she wasn't there. And hey, they them. didn't like, show her. Like, is the armor where is she? And all of a sudden, like, oh, 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 I have the reinforcements. So I'm like, who's the spy? I, I was like very nervous. I was like waiting yeah. for it until like the very end. <laughs> Yeah, once he said, oh, I'm bringing the ship down, get out of the way. Okay, I guess there's no spies. No, when they started bombing the, yeah, the cruiser, it's like, okay, I guess it's not it's it. It's clearly not him. <laughs> but even though I said we're not going to go scene by scene, that scene with all the Mandalorians jumping out of the cruiser in their jetpacks, entering the gauntlets, and then all going down, that's all oh, top-tier Star Wars. I love that, that. That's like something I love in filmmaking and, and tv shows overall something that's a, like a cool shot but doesn't really make that much sense and <laughs> i love that visual of the gauntlets going down and five seconds then, later the time yeah. intercepted but i was like how, how come they didn't crash if they weren't like <laughs> seeing each other and if they saw each other why didn't they start, start yeah. attacking each other <laughs> like it's been like a second literally yeah i thought about it the first time then the second time i mean there's interference so maybe they couldn't see each other or the the radars aren't working but I'm sure they, if they look out the, the viewport, they probably saw them. Um, so again, very surprised that there weren't any spies as we were all waiting for it. They didn't change my overall enjoyment of the episode, but I understand why people at this point are starting to feel a little bit, okay, they're missing something. Then the other big thing we've been talking about for a whole week, who's going to die? Dean Jones is going to die because Brendan Wayne said, don't ask for more, you're going to regret it. And again, we spent a lot of time here talking. Is it going to be Bo-Katan, which a lot of people thought, the armorer? I thought maybe Axe Wolf because we had passed Vizsla die last week. No deaths. I just mentioned that Filoni is very George Lucas, so doesn't surprise me that he didn't kill a main character. Same thing, are you surprised that we didn't get, even if he's a secondary character, apart from Moff Gideon and that mouse droid that fell over the cliff, no one really died that on the people that we heart. Let let me address two, two things. Um, uh, that thing you mentioned with Dave Filoni, I'm a firm believer that Star Wars, no matter what, always has has to end on a positive note. Always, mm-hmm. always, always. And even Andor, I was like a little bit nervous where um, Tony Gilroy was going to leave us, seeing how the show was progressing. And I loved that finale because, again, it, it was just like this outburst of energy yeah. and, and excitement. And even at the end, it's this hope that Andor finally commits to something. Yeah. Um, so, again, I'm not surprised that it ended on a happy note. And, again, that doesn't mean that you can't kill anyone. I think, for example, Rise of Skywalker, uh, Ben Solo dies. I was heart- heartbroken. Um, please don't attack me. Uh, but um, No, but uh, I, I think that movie still ends on a positive note. So... Even Empire Strikes Back, which is the dour one, yeah. it still ends on a positive <laughs> note. Um, so uh, again, I have no issues with that. Um, regarding the tweets from uh, again, it was Brendan Wayne, right? Yeah, um, uh, they always say a movie is written three times when you write it, when you record it, and when you edit mm-hmm. it. 
And it's very possible that they recorded scenes that did not play out as they had in originally planned. So maybe they had a vision of what the episode was that isn't what it ended up like coming out. So mm-hmm. many of these actors don't see the episodes until they come out with us. So, you know, it happens. Yeah. I don't Just think ask, ask Matt Smith and Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I thought we weren't going to talk about Rise of Skywalker. Um, I want to and again, I, I love the Rise of Skywalker. I, I, said I really enjoy it. Um, I, I've said it almost every episode. I don't know how movies are made or TV shows. I'm not in the writer's room, so whatever. I would think that if, let's say, there's a big death or a big reveal in the finale and they cut it out, that the actor involved in it might have an idea that they might tell him, hey, this thing that we shot, it really is not going to happen. I am but again, they weren't going to kill Ben, so <laughs> they wouldn't tell but, him. But, but everyone thought, this is, in, this is called The Mandalorian. It's not the Mandalverse movie, it's the Filoniverse, so stop saying that they're not going to have... The Filoniverse. Dude, I got a tweet like that. When I tweeted out, Dinjar, the most popular characters right at this moment in Star Wars, they're not going to kill him. One of the tweets that I got is not called the Mandoverse movies. The, they're calling it the Filoniverse. And like, dude, you're calling it the Filoniverse, okay? No uh, one is calling it the Filoniverse. Shut up. I think Kathleen Caddy said something like the Mandalorian storytelling or something, yeah, <laughs> something like that. Okay. All the stories. <laughs> and, and if anything... It's the Favreverse because Pharaoh is the showrunner of the Mandalorian, yeah. not Dave <laughs> exactly. By the way, Dude, you know when things are great or bad, it's Filoni's fault. So he was the heir apparent that when Andor came out, was forget about about Favre, about Filoni, and now everyone's Give back on Tony Filoni Gilroy after so Everything. Yeah, man. Um. So we mentioned a little bit at the beginning, but no big cameo. I'm a bit surprised that we didn't get one. I, 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 I wasn't was expecting Luke. Ahsoka was a very slim possibility. Maybe um, um, Sabine, maybe. I was pretty sure, or not pretty sure, like 50-50 on Boba Fett. But I'm surprised that no one else, that they didn't call someone to help. I, I, I was 100% sure Thrawn was going to show up. Yeah, awesome. as a hologram, or maybe we actually saw mm-hmm. him. Um, I was very surprised that that did not happen. And again, that goes to my point. I think it, it wasn't a mistake that they announced it, mm-hmm. but the timing of celebration and showing yeah. the images and everything, I think, led to people's expectations. And I tweeted this out, and I will probably go back to it again. <laughs> but the Ahsoka trailer is an Ahsoka trailer, not a Mandalorian season finale trailer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they, because I've also seen people like, um, and again, I think we're going to address this later, but the entire season of this show is very unfocused. It's not focused mm-hmm. on the main story on Din Djarin and Grogu. This finale is very much focused yeah. on Din Djarin and Grogu. Oh, they ignored the bigger story at <laughs> play. It's like, what the do you want? <laughs> Dude, it doesn't matter. And we mentioned it last week. Well, let's talk about it. It's, it's, we always have to find, by we, I mean, the overall Star Wars fandom needs to find something to cling on to complain. Because for weeks, it's been saying this show, it's unstructured, like you said. They don't know where they're going. And we mentioned last week, like, everything is coming to play. All the chorus and subplots are coming to play. The Dark Saber and rejoining the the covert all is coming to play now to the finale and when it finally hits and it's 90 percent 
Dean Jarvin and Grogu. Oh, all this stuff that they've been setting up. Where is it? Well, you hated that stuff. <laughs> it, it, it still played out. It just didn't play out the way you wanted it to play yeah. out. Like, and I, I was going to say something, but I forgot. So go ahead. <laughs> uh, I was going to leave this for later, but since we're kind of talking about it, was the finale rushed? I don't mean that it was 40 minutes long because I think it played out great. But there were some things that kind of, like you said, could have gone a little bit longer. Like Dr. Pershing, we don't know where he is. Is he dead? Is his mind scramble eggs? What happened? I, the I, dog yeah. saber, it got destroyed, wasn't mentioned anymore later. Um, they retook Mandalore, they relighted the forge. Okay, that's it. So some things that might have maybe been extended to kind of get more, more lore didn't really come into play. You think they rushed it or is it okay because we got to finish up with the Din Djarin storyline? Um, so I, 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 okay. So going back to what, what I was saying, I mm -hmm. think that, I think the, the season is very focused and again, it, it, I think it pays off everything it sets up. Is it bumpy? Is, does it like stumble a little bit with setting those things up? I think it does. So yeah. I, I may get that complaint with the rushing thing that, for, for example, the whole Dr. Pershing thing, like, where is it? Oh, he, yeah. he'll be fine. Maybe someday. <laughs> like uh, that, those things are a little bit weird, but I think that's an execution issue, not a setup and payoff issue. Sure. So because I, I never thought that Dr. Pershing was going to have like this massive moment, like, oh, mm -hmm. he's my clone army. <laughs> like, that's not where he is. So, yeah. um, so again, I, I don't think it, it was necessarily rushed. I think it was a little bit sloppy, perhaps. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the, the whole retaking of Mandalore, I, I, I can see people saying it was rushed. It was two episodes, maybe three would have been cool. I don't know. Um, but again, I kind of think that if in next season we have Bo-Katan being like, hey, there's still some Imperials we have to take out around here, people will be like, they solved that last season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so again, um, sure, whatever. I, I, I will say I always expected the reunification of Mandalore to be like this big, massive event. Mm -hmm. And it, this was like a maybe a condensed version of that. But it, again, and here... You know, my Star Wars having fun brain, it was yeah. so freaking cool. Like that shot of Bo Katan with the Darksaber oh. with legions of Mandalorians behind and the armor with her tools, like that was so freaking cool. And then the ship mm -hmm. crashing. And mm -hmm. I we'll get to that, but I love the fight with Gideon. I love, love that fight. I love what mm -hmm. it means. I love how it was played out. That I wouldn't take it away. Like I'm fine with what we got. Someone get the armor a blaster for next season. She can just keep going with her cooking tools and just hey, hey. head back. She, she, she's getting better and she's getting a little bit more progressive, but she still likes her ancient tools. <laughs> yeah. Let's, I didn't know she knew how to fly a ship. She's flying the gauntlet. I didn't know she had a jetpack. She's jumping out of outer space and, and then just yeah. bashing people, which is great to see. Like you said, yeah, this awesome. episode... I love the Mandalorian. I understand for a lot of people, Star Wars has all these deep meanings that they connect with, which I do in, in some instances. Everything has to do with the Force. If this was a Force-heavy show, maybe I'm more critical. But at the end, are you here to have fun, right? So you just sit back 
and enjoy 40 minutes of Star Wars television. And in that sense, you can't say that we didn't get it. I understand people wanted to create this whole kind of bigger thing behind Star Wars because there is that connection where you start breaking it down by layers. But it's never, at least for myself, has never been, apart from Andor, has never really been upfront. You gotta piece the layers little by little. It's always about hope, like you mentioned, trying to have that happy ending. I said, I love the High Republic, but it needs to end up in a on a hopeful note. And we got that with this episode, that if we start going into like the cult thing that we mentioned before, this was came more from the fans. All those deeper meanings, it's going to be difficult to end on a happy note, hopeful note that the general fan that will be excited for. So I did enjoy that aspect of it. I, I'll push back a little bit with that, Alberto. I think that you could still go with some of those scenes and still end on a positive note. But I, And I will also push back on, I, I think those big themes are there. I just think they're not what people wanted it, what wanted them to be, and I, I don't think the message of the story is called good, like many <laughs> people are tweeting out. I think mm -hmm. for me, that's like saying the message of Last Jedi is destroy the past, which definitely isn't. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, and again, I think everything is on display with that fight at the end, like how. Mm -hmm. I think the message of this entire season, and this is why I think it's very focused, and I think it's been the overarching story, Mandalorians are stronger together. Bo-Katan mm -hmm. literally looks at the camera and says yeah. that. <laughs> um, yeah. And again, how did they defeat Gideon? Together. How did they defeat the Praetorian Guards? Together. How did they take back Mandalore? Together. So uh, again, that's that's the way I see it. Uh, I think, yeah. again, Bo-Katan looks at the camera and says it. <laughs> Praetorian Guards, Oti. We said here they're not going back to the I movie. Where are they? <laughs> they're in the movie. No, they're, they're here. Always, oh, they're, no. They're, they're, they're always in the corner with a little smoke machine. Hiding <laughs> behind. Let me turn it on. We got to make our cool entrance. I can't remember who tweeted this out. I even commented on it. But they said, like, are they always, like, waiting for the musical cue to come out? Yeah. yeah the uh, first time that I when I saw it, it looked very... Awkward. It's like really you were hiding there. The second time it was a little bit more natural, but the first time it's like it's here. very stupid. It's very because the, the, there's a lot of smoke. I'm like, where's that smoke yeah. coming from? Um I, I but I bet I was terrified. The minute they showed yeah. up, I was like, Are they gonna kill Din? Like, are they and then when they go against Grogu, they are really, mm -hmm. like they go straight to they slamming went. him yeah. and destroying him. He's just laughing around. around. And, and again, I, I was, very, I, I, I get, they were not gonna kill uh, Grogu, yeah. but I was still like, "What are you doing, Rick? <laughs> what are you doing here?" <laughs> Yeah, when they showed up, first I'm like, oh, crap, I'm here. I'm saying that Ahsoka and Luke are going to meet against the Praetorian Guards in the movie. It's just going to be great. It's another Last Jedi. Now they showed up 20 minutes later. But it also shows how good of a fighter Din Djarin is, right? It wasn't easy. He needed help from Grogu and from Bo-Katan. It wasn't that. Yeah. I love how he, John Wicks, his way to buff Gideon, yeah. by the way. No weapons, and so, he's slowly like, oh, that scene that is That scene, awesome. which leads to this one. Sorry. There we go. Leads to that one, when he's basically <laughs> R5, next next door, next blaster. Yeah. <laughs> he's so stupid. 
Um, that scene was awesome. Just going one by one, which I don't understand. Are they just standing there? The troopers just standing there against the wall. Oh, someone opened the door. I gotta move. Another thing that doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's cool television. I, I, I mean, but I think that once the first the, the fight starts, you see the other ones like yeah. waiting for the doors to open. Yeah, just the first. It's why you're standing there just waiting for the clock to run out so you can go back home. Right, maybe they can but just get paid to be there. Just stand there. Uh, and and what else? <laughs> get a little tube for food like Ando, they just connected. Um, so two things. No helmet removal. One no. thing I was sure was going to happen. So surprised we didn't get. I, I was disappointed by that a little bit. Yeah. But then I'm just going to give, which we haven't mentioned too much. You mentioned it a couple of times this episode. Uh, Brendan Wayne and Latif Crowder, the people behind the armor, basically. The actual Mandalorian. Yeah. This season, you saw a lot of Dinjarin action fighting, not just shooting blasters, but hand to hand combat with the Darksaber, with freaking club and a shield that we saw this episode. Those guys are great. Great actors, great stunt performers. They deserve all that credit they're getting this season. Yeah, no, I, I, I think they're finally, not, not finally, I think for the last seasons, they've been getting that love. Like, I, mm-hmm. I think ever since people like realized Pedro's not really there, <laughs> um, yeah. people like then started looking at okay, then who's playing this character? And mm-hmm. again, they, it, the last two celebrations, they've come out to, to stage and they've been part of the panel, which I yeah. greatly appreciate. So, all right, so Moff Gideon was his plan. He wanted to get Grogu in season two. Finally, season confirmation. One. Yeah, I mean, season one, we knew they wanted Grogu. We didn't know who. Then we knew in season two that he wanted him. Uh, it's cloning. Why are they going to do another Yoda? Is this to build uh, Palpatine? Snow, what's going on? I just want to have four sensitive clones of myself. Are you surprised by this plan? It has nothing to do with no. He cannot tell the Shadow Council. Cloning is your thing. You're the one obsessed with cloning. I'm doing my own thing. I'm cloning myself over here. Because really? he, he's a dark sider and he's a liar. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I I was not surprised by this at all. I think we, I mentioned this on my uh, last week's review and on my mm-hmm. podcast that I thought that this might be where this was going. And again, this for me is like I, I love it when we see the dark side on non-force users. And for me, mm-hmm. this is like the embodiment of the dark side. Yeah. Last season, it was like, oh, we figured out that the problem with stormtroopers was was a human element, so we we, <laughs> we removed it. And here's Gideon, like the problem with the dark troopers is that they weren't me, <laughs> and now I'm gonna make an army of myself because mm-hmm. it's all about me. <laughs> well, he's a great villain. I understand why uh, some yeah, people like him. Maybe they didn't like the ending of it, but since in season one, it was pretty terrifying. Just standing there, going dinjaring, naming him and all this stuff. Great. This season is an E-Web. <laughs> yeah, the Night of a Thousand Tears, Dinjar- Mandalorian, dinjaring to everyone. Oh, crap, he has a name. And season two, again, just torturing Grogu and everything that he was doing. And now coming to this point, like I've been trying to be the perfect person, right? For now I got the Dark Trooper armor, but I still I want the force. That's what I want. And you kill my clones, you bastard. They weren't alive and you kill them. But Oti, if I don't know if you noticed, but someone sent me on Twitter a tweet from someone that said in season one and two, 
Moff Gideon had a mustache. Season three, the one that's talking about the clones and the clones don't have mustaches. Is that confirmation that the Moff Gideon that was killed was a clone because he didn't have a mustache and we've reached the point in Star Wars fandom when Henry Cow was gonna show up with some green tape on his upper lip so they can re remove the mustache. Why did you send this to me? I'm angry now. I should have, I jumped the gun. Uh, I just thought I should have walked to the bathroom and gotten a razor and display what a razor is. But, uh, it, it would take too much. Um, I, I'm gonna say this. You, I don't have uh, that big a beard, but mm. I have something that some people might consider a beard. Yeah. Next time I'm here, I won't have this. And if you want to consider me a clone, maybe Uti, then perhaps, but people shave. <laughs> Dude, so stupid. Why are we doing this? It's like, if you go back like three seasons ago, I have very short hair. Two weeks ago, I'm complaining that my hair gets in the way. Now I have gel, so you can't see it. People change. I'm going to shave probably on Saturday or Sunday. I'll shave. I, I, and I usually have a Star Wars shirt. Now I have a yeah, red shirt. I'm on my oh, work man. clothes. Who is this? He's not a Star Wars fan. Alberto. <laughs> uh, and then... Ah, what was the other one? Uh, Snoke. <laughs> so a lot of people, oh, were those Snokes? Did we see Snoke in season two? Freaking SWT, I'm not going to name it. Oh, we saw Snoke in season two. I saw some of the comments and most people were telling telling him, dude, shut up, you're you're dumb. Look at the TV, it's, you're dumb. It's, I told you, Giancarlo, <laughs> again, this show is very explicit. Again, yeah. Giancarlo Esposito looks at the camera and tells you <laughs> what he was doing and you're still clinging on freaking Snoke. Like, let it go. Dude, the clone it, it, looked at you it, and opened his eyes and said, look at me. Is Snoke maybe a byproduct of all of this research? Probably, yes. But I'm not... Ex what the hell? <laughs> like, people yes. set themselves up for disappointment and failure and everything. Like, I I I'm sure someone's when the show ends, they'll be like, they set up Snoke and they never paid it off. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man, so stupid. I finally just said, you know what? I can't, I can't with this guy. I don't even want to see anything that people... Yes. As Snoke like would say, you're just a child. In a mask, with no mask. In a, in a um, mask. So before we get to the fight with Gideon, Bo-Katan, Dinjar, and even Grogu, so you mentioned the Victorian guards come in, start kicking Dinjar's butt, Grogu shows up in his IG-12. No, no, no. no, no. no. <laughs> uh, kind of pushes one of them away, but then they all rush to him and they hide behind this blaster door. So we finally saw Grogu do something this episode. I mentioned at the beginning, I mentioned for years now, don't bring Grogu back, we don't need him. First two episodes, I said, okay, he's doing stuff, he's using the force, he's going to get Bo-Katan. there the entire season. So was this enough to justify bringing him, him back for this I, season? I, I don't know if we talked about this way back when, I don't have a problem with him just being there and just being like a merch driver. <laughs> um, 
I, I just was hoping for a change in the formula. Of we got to rescue the kid. We got to rescue the kid. Yeah. We got to keep him. Again, that's always going to be a factor because since his dad, he's going to keep him safe. But that whole subplot of we're in danger, we're in constant danger. I, I was hoping a, a shift in that, and we did get that. Mm-hmm. Like that's not what the season yeah. was about. And I, I think that as the show progresses and we learn more about Grogu, he's going to be a little bit more useful. And I loved, again, I loved how he was used in this episode. And I may be getting ahead of your notes, but he doesn't solve the problem. He just helps mm-hmm. out. Yeah. And it, I, I was expecting him to just start choking the Praetorian guards and ripping them apart. And that's not what happens. And I love that it didn't happen because he he was again, probably without him, they would have all died. But... <laughs> um, Again, yes. it was it was him and them together beating them. There's a shot where like Grogu lifts him and uh, then puts the gun under the helmet mm-hmm. and shoots them. Like, oh, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, I mean, we got a, a little Rebels um, Kanan tribute at the end there oh, with that fireball. Gosh. Yeah, uh, but I'll give you that. We didn't get, which was my big worry, another season of having to carry Grogu around. Oh, they're going to to kidnap him again. And we didn't get that. Like you said, Grogu was there. And if we needed him to do very weird looking flips, we'll do it because it's fun. But he's not. The the puppet being acrobatic is probably one of the silliest things the show does. And I love it. It looks horrible. It, it, it's so it, it feels awkward, but I love it. <laughs> I, I really don't care. <laughs> I, also, I can do without it. I think it's the clothes. It's, just that clothes is not bendable. It's just... They, they really need to give him something else. But I, again, you know I have the life-size uh, figure. Yeah. I, I, it's it's literally the like seeing my toy. It, it has Chunking. no mobility. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that two episodes ago with Liso and Jack Black, when he jumps, his oh man, it still looks just so anyway. Silly. So here his IG12 gets cut into pieces. He's using the force, which I thought he's gonna use the force to save Dean Jaren, which he does, but not to the extent that I thought. I thought this is gonna be the two years of training with Luke Skywalker are gonna come into play. It didn't, he did did what he needed to do. But him just jumping around those rafters, just kind of laughing like a kid would do while the freaking Praetorian guards are walking away. Stressful, but entertaining. And then we get the big fight with him and Din Djarin just going crazy, trying to get these Praetorian guards killed, which like you say, just going John Wick on all of them. Uh, but so let's just go to the end. Actually, before we get to the end, uh, uh, don't worry about it. We'll skip that part. So let's get to the end. Bo-Katan, by the way. So let's get to Bo-Katan now. So... Because I had something similar. So after Bo-Katan leaves with the other uh, Mandalorians and the the ones that they found in Mandalore, we say, hey, we have a place that we can hide out while, uh, while we kind of regroup. They find this place, this not underground cave, or they really went to underground, but that they created this or grown a garden there. And she's very happy and other sh- another point that shows that Mandalo is not petrified, it's not destroyed, you can rebuild and all that. But then again, they just move away from that pretty quickly. But just general thoughts on, I don't know what you have down there. Um, Bo-Kat- <laughs> oh, 
Uh, Bo-Katan's whole arc through this episode, she's running away, trying to save the Mandalorians, and then, hey, we got to do this, 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 and that. Get everyone down here. We can't beat them on the air. We got to beat them on the ground. And then just like you mentioned earlier, perfect shot, takes out the dark saber, which is not too safe at the beginning because you're just going to whack someone. But then all the other troopers come out, and it's Mandalorian against those weird stormtroopers just going all out, which just... I remember seeing this in Rebels when the Mandalorians over there with Ezra in the jetpacks fighting stormtroopers in jetpacks, which is a great visual in animation. It was great again to see it yesterday in live action. And again, ending yeah, no. with when she finally confronts Moff, Moff Gideon. I've been saying since the very beginning that this show basically is reconciling live action Star Wars and animated sure. Star Wars. So whenever we get those kind of like Rebels or Clone Wars shots, I get very happy. So mm-hmm. yeah, very excited about that. And by the way, I love the whole grass thing and mm-hmm. you know life finding a way yeah. in the Jurassic Park quote because you know the environmentalist in me like uh, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, it was a yeah. great a great scene. And again, I understand people complaining or maybe not complaining or people wondering why they didn't spend more time in what that means because it was oh okay we're here let's take a breather okay the uh, reinforcers are here let's go like why did we even bother coming up here but eh, set up for future seasons maybe and yeah. people being like wait why is there green in Mandalore now <laughs> uh it's like uh, i don't even know what i was gonna say but the big battle, so it all leads up to finally the big battle between Din Djarin, Grogu, and then Bo-Katan comes and freaking just bomb rushes. <laughs> uh, like a badass. Moff Gideon in yeah. his dark trooper armor. And then the big confrontation just between the two of them, because I now understand Din Djarin just wants to kill him. Like he tells Grogu, hey, we can't just keep going back and forth. We gotta end this now, because if not, it's just the same thing. But then Bo-Katan shows up and he's like, okay, give me the dark saber. Basically, like, we've and done I'll this already. You. I'll give yeah. you a warrior's death. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, she, she takes on him alone, but I do like the shift here where she, she takes on him alone because she knows Grogu's in trouble and she's like... Yeah. Go, go, like. But I, I, I love like there's kind of a shift here if you think of uh, last season finale where she's like, you leave Moff Gideon to me. Mm-hmm. And here she wins by you know accepting help from Grogu and help. Sure. again that was about the dark saber at that point but it, you know going mm-hmm. as people like to say like oh they're reverting back no one's reverting back um, they're progressing in different ways that you wanted them to mm-hmm. okay yeah. um, so but again the fight was cool like she was angry she yeah. really wanted him. <laughs> Yeah, some of those swings. I'm glad you have that Dark Trooper Beskar alloy more because <laughs> your head was coming off. She wasn't holding back, which I love. And again, love uh, Katie Sackhoff, all the action, the emotion that she puts behind it. Same as uh, The Mandalorian. There's different actresses, and she's mentioned there's different actresses that play that, but she's there just doing the work, and it shows. Yeah. But that fight was great because, again, we're still debate not debating, but kind of is she going to die? We don't know. She's going to have to sacrifice I, herself. When Axe Wolf says, oh, I'm bringing the ship down. Get out of there. They're not going out. They're still fighting. Is she just going to have to hold him down and pin him under the ship? So it's very not stressful, but it keeps you on the edge of your toes. 
especially when the Dark Saber gets destroyed, right? He's basically has an Android armor, that Dark Trooper armor, which just gives him extra strength and crushes the Dark Saber. And at this point, okay, she's screwed, but like you said, Mandalorians are better together. It's like Caesar, ape, together, strong. Uh, have that great battle. I there. love those movies, by the way. Yeah, man, it's great, especially when they're used to just working alone. And this whole season, again, for people, it doesn't make sense. It hasn't been connected. The whole season has been of her accepting help from other Mandalorians that are not like her. She and it all comes starts, down to this. She literally starts the season moping alone in her home. <laughs> yeah. Where's our droid? Poor droid is dead over there. Oh, he wasn't kind of. Oh. Poor droid. <laughs> he died in that episode. Oh, maybe he survived. He's always like, when's Lady Christ? Yeah, where's she coming I got, here? <laughs> I got the feast set up. She says she was going to throw a feast. And she's like, we're going to rebuild my castle here. And he's like, I I'm still waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that's the only thing that I said they'll miss. They didn't give me closure for that droid. Does yeah. it even have a name? Oh, crap. I keep hitting my mic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a great arc for that character. And I've seen people defend that character's arc, people that love her from animation and the Dark Saber are needed to be destroyed. I've also seen people kind of, really, this is it. Where do you fall in the Dark Saber lore? We spent two and a half seasons, basically, the Dark Saber, Dark Saber, Dark Saber. It gets destroyed, which a lot of people said needed to happen. But the way that it happened, and at least for myself, the only kind of, eh, it doesn't get mentioned again by the end of the episode. There's no mention of the Darksaber and the history behind it, why they don't need it anymore. It wasn't brought up. I mean, again, the story was about Grogu and Din. And again, yeah, she was she was a very important character, but in her, in her terms, I think the Darksaber kind of lost its meaning. Mm -hmm. As the season progressed, I, I think that as she joined, as she lost it, then she joined the Children of the Watch. Then we have that moment when Din's like, that doesn't mean anything. Like, we mm -hmm. follow you because you're you. Yeah. And oh, at least I follow you because you're you. Um, I think that for her, like, in that moment, losing the Darksaber, it was like nothing. Like, like at, at that moment, I think she was more worried about losing that fight than, oh, how, how yeah. am I gonna leave without this magic sword? Um, yeah. So I, 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 again, when the dark saber breaks, I literally gasp. But at the same mm -hmm. time, I was like happy because the dark saber is a symbol of union, and all it does is divide. And it even, it even set the stage for a Sith Lord to come in and take power. Like, what kind yeah. of symbolism is that? Like, and I see people very upset. How could you do this? How could you, you know, betray the decades of lore from the Clone Wars like last Jedi destroyed the the, the Skywalker saber like yeah. all bets are off with lightsabers after that like that lightsaber has been there from the very beginning and Ryan mm -hmm. just ripped it in half and I mean people were mad at that point also but it got revealed you know, in the next like, movie okay, but, I, I, but I, I'm saying that I'm yeah, saying yeah. this to people who I know that love last Jedi and are upset about this one yeah <laughs> Is it because we mentioned here very um, quickly last week or the week before, but it's been constant on Twitter, no mention of Satine. But Satine ruled without the Darksaber, right? Very different from Bo-Katan, especially in the Clone Wars. People that are not fans of Bo-Katan are very quick to bring that up, that she was a terrorist and all this stuff. 
But the way Bo-Katan ends is very similar to Satin, the way she ruled, in terms of yeah. we got to do this together. We don't need that weapon to bring Mandalorians together and rebuild Mandalore. Like you said, we didn't need it. Yes, get it out of the way. And maybe for her, and maybe it's our own fault as fans, expecting that, like you said, this is a very big part in a lot of people's understanding of Mandalorian culture, especially fans from the Clone Wars, that even, they feel even worse than Bo-Katan when this weapon is destroyed. Do you think, again, it's maybe us as fans wanting this show to tell us what we want to hear, right? Because I, even myself, I'm not the biggest Clone Wars lore kind of person. I'm surprised that they didn't mention something about it being destroyed. But at the same time, I understand that this show is not made, this is going to sound weird, it's not made for the fans. You don't understand what it's, I mean? Like They have to make it, the show that makes sense to the show, not for the people just, I want this to happen because I've been... It's... Uh... I get what you're saying because it's it's weird because one of the creators of Clone Wars is one of the creators of the yeah. show, and, and that's a lot why of I understand. The characters are coming in. That's why I don't complain too much about the decisions that they made because the person, which is Filoni, has been involved since the beginning. So I trust what he's doing with his characters and his story. But I, I do agree with you. I think the show is aimed at a broader audience. I yeah, I know Feloni knows that not everyone that's watching the show watched the Clone Wars or watch Rebels. Again, I always mention my dad. My dad does not give a flying <laughs> f about Clone Wars or Rebels, and he likes the Mandalorian. So for him, the story of the dark is this one, this yeah. three season arc, and he knows. I think he. You don't need to know that Previsla had it, and then Tarvisla. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting them mixed up. But Previsla stole it from the temple, yeah. and and then Ma. You don't need to know that to enjoy um, what's going on in this story. The dark I think, served its purpose in the history of Mandalore, and that's not what's at play. Again, it's a little bit contradictory because this is the story about the retaking of Mandalore, mm -hmm. but it's Mandalore making its new way forward and it's not the way it's not the way of the dark saber it's a new way where they coexist and i see a lot of people rolling their eyes like oh this is so cheesy star wars is cheesy like and that's the message of the, again this has to be me a message that kids like your kids can see mm -hmm. and like quickly get like yeah. and not everything is Andor where we immediately go like hmm this is Senator X from X State and yeah. you know like not everything again I'm telling you like a broken record but for me that a little bit deviates from what Star Wars is yeah so I mean I agree 100% and also it goes to a lot of people saving people that weren't too much of a fan of these episodes Dean generates our eyes into the Star Wars universe, right? He's there for us. And him, as us, quote-unquote, last episode said, I know nothing about this weapon. I don't care to know about this weapon. I care about you, your loyalty, your honor. That's what I care about. So being the Dark Saber at that point kind of loses all its value. So I understand from that story point that we don't need it. Don't even mention it. He won the dark saber and he didn't even know what it was, <laughs> and and he, he was like, "Oh, you wanted this? Here you go!" And everyone in the room was like, "No!" Nope. Yeah. He was like, "What? What's the problem?" <laughs> like he has no it's idea just, what this is all about. You almost people just left it on the ship, and then someone had to tell him to I, go back I, and grab I, it. I, I, 
quick parenthesis. I I'm dying for like a cut of that episode where Luke goes like, "Is that a black lightsaber? <laughs> Can I have that?" And then it's like, "Sure, here you go." And, and Bogota's like, "No." <laughs> oh, that would be great. Why are you doing that lightsaber? Um, all right, so let's just go kind of to the ending, and then we're gonna go into some fan comments that got sent to us. I got about eight, and we'll go through them. Just the overall view of the episode and the season. Dean Grogu. Quick parenthesis. Yes. My dog just grabbed a squeaky toy, so it might get louder here. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That'll be kind of the, the the sound that we need to start wrapping up. So two things. When the armorer, there we go. The armorer tells Dean Jaren, oh, you need his parents to give you permission for the, to get baptized or whatever and do the, the creed. Say the the creed. creed. And he's like, well, I'll, I'll adopt him as my own. Weren't he already his father? I, Why are we doing this? I, I, I had the same reaction. I was like, wasn't this established already? Like, <laughs> yeah. Isn't he? Is it, uh, and, like, isn't he a kid already? Like, uh, <laughs> that, that was like a weird moment for me. But yeah, I, I again, did, it doesn't I, matter, but it's kind of weird that they went back yeah. on this. I, you know what, I did love Alberto, and this is like, I don't know if it was, I, I'm thinking it was intentional because the, the armor has like a very consistent tone throughout the entire yeah. series, a voice tone. I loved her. This is the way. Like, okay. she, she, it sounded like she was proud of Din in that moment. Okay. I don't know if you took it that way. I actually I didn't even notice that there was a change. So if I watch when I watch it, I oh, get no, rewatch it. it. There's a hundred percent a change. Dean Grogu, not Grogu Jaren. I don't care. No, I really don't care. Come on, let's talk yeah. about it. Okay, past <laughs> Ragnar, Ragnar Vizsla. But I have people, I just tweeted that out so stupidly, and I have people telling me, "Well, actually, I think that is past Ragnar." Of Clan Vizsla, because if you come from this side of Mandalore, that, eh, there's just a joke. Oh, come on. No, 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 so, come on. Uh, I, I will say this, and I, I've seen people talking about this. You know, uh, I sometimes feel like I'm like the international voice, even though I'm like an American also. But <laughs> yeah, um, you're it, in Florida today, so yeah, you don't have a I'm lot of Florida man. Um, uh, you know, not every country uses the same, not every culture uses the same mm -hmm. naming conventions that we yeah. do. Something very interesting in Poland, they actually changed like when uh, the wife takes the husband's name, they actually changed the last name to like a feminine. For example, there's a soccer player called uh, Lewandowski. That's his last mm -hmm. name. And his wife is Lewandowska with an A instead of an I. Yeah. So again, if Mandalor has a weird naming convention. Sure, whatever. That's this is the kind of thing that I would hope, like maybe Pablo Hidalgo explains later on because <laughs> yeah. it is kind of weird. Yeah, maybe if we get a a galleries episode, they'll say what they went with it. <laughs> but I will say, Dean Grogu sounds a lot better than Grogu Jaren. So maybe it's just a marketing ploy <laughs> to sell more, to, more probably, toys. Probably, Alberto. It probably. doesn't sound bad. Dean Grogu like, is a cool name. It's just weird the way they phrase it, I, but it's a cool name. It's better I, than just Grogu. I, I can. I just had this mental image of them showing the episode to Iger and Iger being like, Grogu Jot? No. No, no. no. I don't like no. Change gets, it. <laughs> gets a box of a Funko Pop. Grogu Jaren, this won't sell. No. Ding Grogu. <laughs> uh, just some funny stuff. 
Um, so the episode ends. Before we get to that last shot, anything else that we miss you might want to talk about? Well, they they reignite the Great Forge. Uh, Ragnar gets his baptism, which yeah. people were like, why were they doing this again? Like Because the last one was interrupted. Uh, All right. Again, I understand it. They don't need to mention it. Everyone said from the first episode, all the reviews, they didn't finish it, so there's something going on. Why are and they people, doing it now? <laughs> people complain, oh, show, don't tell, right? Star Wars tells too much. They showed us they didn't tell. Why didn't they tell that this is why? We don't need it. Everyone knew. I, lo I love the lighting of the Great Forge. I love... Actual wolves again. Sorry for saying you were a traitor. I, 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 I apologize, I, I, but I, the minute the episode ended, by the way, I went to uh, a toy shop online and ordered a Axe Wolves toy. <laughs> oh, there's gonna be a bunch now. So hopefully, if you get one of those older ones, you can it will be a better price if you want to sell it later on. But I love that way, like you just mentioned, of the armor, the way she said this is the way. And it's not the first time that someone yells for Frodo or for something. The way he year yelled for Mandalore those two or three times and everyone behind it got me. That was great. Surprised that Dean Jaren wasn't there. But I've always yeah. said to no, me, because he wasn't there. And again, I get it because to me, and I again, I got a lot of, not a lot, I got some pushback on Twitter the other day when I said, Dean Jaren doesn't want to lead. And everyone's saying that's why he's a great leader because he's the reluctant leader. But he's never shown that he really wants to have everyone behind him. Even Jon Snow put the the Knights of the Watchwater behind him. And that's why people wanted him to maybe be on the Iron Throne. Dean Jaren just wants to do his stuff with Grogu and that's it. So he never wanted to be the leader of the Mandalorians. So I understand why he said, okay, you guys do your stuff. I'm going to head out. But again, for me, it's the same thing with Game of Thrones. Like, Din Djarin said, I don't care about this. Like, mm -hmm. I, I really have no connection to this. And and people are, oh, he's going to be Mandalore. Oh, why yeah. isn't he Mandalore? And with Game of Thrones, it was the same thing. Jon Snow spent the entire show like, I don't want this. I don't want this. Why wasn't he the king at the end? Yeah. Because he didn't it makes want the, it. He want it. It makes like, perfect it, sense. Yeah, no, it I doesn't. Don't. If you don't want a job, you'll be terrible at it. You'll, like, that's, so he'll be the worst leader of Mandalore. Like, uh, but, and, yeah. So he goes to, to Navarro for Griff Karga saying, I finally got my Mandalorian, so they just left. But Din Djarin's back. I need to know who the contractor is. On Navarro because they rebuild pretty quickly. I need some uh, of that he, Navarro he, money to build me a house Alberto, back here. He, he spent six months in an inn, in and you just didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but right, probably so. that that's what happened because again they yeah. built like an entire home. <laughs> it's I mean, a small they home, got a, but a, a cruiser crashed on the city basically like. Four episodes ago, we're all leaving. Yeah, oh, and it's all rebuilt. Like, and again, no, we, we made up. We made a point to talk about this. Like, you know, Navarro get, takes a beating. Yeah. during the the pirate episode, no, it's fine it's now. back. <laughs> I need those contractors. I gotta do my backyard. I need some help. Um, Can we talk about the marshal? <laughs> okay, let's talk about. So, RG Eleven is back with a new paint job with the head. Right, let's talk a little bit before he goes to Carson Teva. I'm guessing R5 told him where to find them. I'm bummed that we didn't get Seb in the background, 
but he goes to Carson Teva and says, hey, you know what? We got Dave Filoni dressed as Dave Filoni. <laughs> yeah, he, he was the just there. He didn't know they were shooting at that scene. Um, hey, I'm done. I got Moff Gideon before you. Haha. I want a job, but not really, just on a case-by-case -case basis. And you're going to do it. You know you're going to help me. I just want that droid's head. Interesting scene. Didn't need to be there. And what I mean they didn't need to be there, is this a setup for what's coming in either a revamp um, Rangers of the New Republic? Or is this a way to say, hey, when you see Dean Jaren and Grogu in the Ahsoka show, in Skeleton Crew, this is the way to get them in without really hmm. doing everything else that we've seen in the Mandalorian. That's that's interesting. Uh, I I could be a hundred. I, I saw all of this, you know, even the armor being like, now you have to take him on adventures. Like, oh, yeah. basically, go to season four. Like, leave. Go to season four. <laughs> um, <laughs> but seeing how this show sometimes plays us out, maybe this is something that happens in Ahsoka and Skeleton Crew, and season four is about. <laughs> Writing yeah. the sword, I don't know. Um, so huh, interesting. Um, I, let's see. Um, uh, will Din infiltrate uh, at the Ahsoka show? Uh, so when I saw it first, I thought, okay, this is they're trying to set up again Rangers of the New Republic, not him as part of a ranger than a Republican because he said, I'll do it between jobs. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bounty hunter by trade. So but, I'm glad uh, that season four, they might touch on that a little bit. But I, when I, I read... I'm not expecting him to go back to doing like the old jobs he did, like this mm. sketchy things. Like, oh yeah. yeah, I don't care if they're innocent or not. Like, I, I think he'll he'll be like a little bit more focused on the jobs he takes. And that's why he says, like, yeah. oh, I want to mm -hmm. be a little bit more selective. Yeah. But when I watched it again and then thinking, I think this is a way for him to show up in the Ahsoka show because there's going to be, we summon Mothma and the New Republic, so we know the New Republic is going to be involved in this. They can call him. Carson Teva can be involved in something Republic-wise and say, you know what? We're going to need help. Let me call Din Djarin. And it makes sense. And Skeleton Crew, we still don't know too much about that show, but it's the same time period. They said that some characters are going to go back and forth. So to me, it's a set of to, hey, when you see him, it's not it's gonna make sense. It's not gonna be weird. Why is Dean Jordan another show? Oh, because the new republic yeah. needs him for something. So I think that's my we didn't get a post-credit scene, but this kind of like served the same purpose, at least for myself. Yeah, no, I I, I like that theory, by the way. I, I, I think that's a smart idea if that's what the intent is. Mm -hmm. I Alberto, I, I'm gonna contradict myself. I think season four is gonna be filler, <laughs> but uh, no, no, uh, filler is like a wrong word. I think it's gonna be a bridge from because a lot of people have mentioned this. Like this felt like a series finale, and I totally agree with that. But um, I think it's more like a closing of a chapter. Like mm -hmm. I, I think basically, right. if we, if I'm a huge Dragon Ball Z fan, so I think this is the end of the Moff Gideon saga, and now we're gonna <laughs> go into the Thrawn saga. And right. this is like this is gonna be the weird season in between where Goku goes to buy sushi or something, um, <laughs> and that but, takes like seven episodes if you know Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, but I, I kind of think this the next season will basically be be him maybe hunting down uh, Imperial warlords and leading mm -hmm. up to whatever the movie is gonna be. 
Okay. Uh, we'll come back to that point in a minute. Um, so the finale or the ending, I guess, he finally get, get, has his house, chilling there, uh, legs propped up on a table. It's the, you'll see when this comes out, it's the cover for this or the screenshot for this episode. The thumbnail. Um, the thumbnail, sorry. And then Grogu, like a kid, just playing that mod with some frogs, just having fun. That made family. me happy, man. That and it was... That's why everyone, including myself, this is a series finale. We know season four is coming. They mentioned it. They, I think they said it's already written. But if they said, you know what, we're canceling season four and we're moving to something else, it wouldn't disappoint me because it was no, a perfect yeah. ending for that story that we've been, this journey I've been going. It was a perfect ending. I completely agree. And it will totally be in line with everything that Feloni, Favreau, and yep. have said and what Star Wars is. It's not a definitive ending for them. We know mm -hmm. that they're going to be on adventures, but it's the ending of that story, and yeah. I'd be completely and totally satisfied with that. Yeah, And I love, again, a happy ending, just after we got the heartbreak of Bad Batch. Because, again, I've said it's not my favorite, but it was a heartbreaking ending. That if they follow this season with a heartbreak and or a cliffhanger with oh then Johnny got his mind flayed, mm. and it's not a hopeful Star Wars mm -hmm. universe. So I'm glad that it ended this way. But then, real quick, before we jump to the fan comments, season four. By, by the way, I, when yeah. they were like alone, I was thinking about Omera from the fourth episode <sighs> of the show. Like, where is she? And, oh, well, uh, bring her back. Yeah, but, for uh, one you know, second. I, I'm not gonna cheat on Norhal. I'm a Bowden stand. Yeah, but yeah. If oh, hey, if Omera and Bo want to go at the same time, I'm, I'm not gonna. Know. I'm not gonna say anything. this is Star Wars. People can do whatever <laughs> they want, uh, and even in real world, do whatever you want. When he went to visit Carson Teva, they just showed the planet first, and like, is that Sojourn? Is this going to Omera? But it wasn't. But I would love for that to come back because he almost let that helmet come out, come off. So close. Um, I think you and myself differ a little bit when season four is gonna come out. I think it's gonna be years since we see some, we see season four. Do you think it might come a little bit sooner? Yeah, like you think twenty twenty five for you? I two years from now. If again if it's true that the show is written already, I could see them start recording this year and late 2024 early 2025 again if we get into the business aspect of this like mandalorian is currently like their big franchise oh. and i don't think Iger is gonna be like like yeah we're gonna do like four years without mandalorian i don't think Iger is gonna be happy with that yeah um, i agree on that sense um i'll go again to saying oh if he starts showing up in other in other series they can hold off a little bit and again, just the way that season ended to me, it's like, okay, we're gonna take a break from the Mandalorian storyline, unless we go back to what Rick Famuyiwa said a few weeks ago, the Mandalorian show or the name, the title has evolved from not just being about Din Djarin. Maybe we get Mandalorian season four and it's focused more on other Mandos. And then Yo. Din Djarin's story keeps going in another in other shows. What if instead of this is the end of the Moff Gideon saga, it's the end of the D Din Djarin yeah, saga? Maybe. And next season is, you know, I, I'm always teasing like those background Mandalorians. It's Tim's story now, <laughs> or yeah. Bill. I don't know. Or we never know. 
but we'll find out. We have a lot of stuff coming out, but I, I wouldn't be that opposed to that, honestly. Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, real quick, um, general thoughts on the season. I think we mentioned it, but just general thoughts on the season overall. I, I know it's controversial. It's been my favorite season. Um, oh, I, interesting. Yeah, I, I, I've said this in different places. I don't like episodic storytelling that much. I like more serialized, and this season was way more serialized than the than the past two. So I did appreciate that. I I think it was very silly at times. I think again, I think it stumbled. I think it was a little bit mm -hmm. sloppy, but I did like that overarching story of you know. I, I'm I'm a big fan of Mandal. My thing are Jedi and the Sith. After that, yeah. Mandalorians. I love them. I they kind of feel like Game of Thrones esque to me. Mm -hmm. So seeing them evolve, seeing them go past, you know, what we already knew about them, and having those things challenge. Are the children of the Watch called? I kind of think they are, but I don't <laughs> think they are anymore. I think they're just like, hey, like we're like, what Din says. Like uh, he's basically telling Bo, like I don't care if you wear your mask or not. Like that's something that wasn't there before. Yeah, and. I think they've gone, grown past that, and they're like, hey, this is my own personal choice. I don't want to take it off. I want to follow like what I think is the way, but we can coexist. Like Just because you don't wear it doesn't mean that you're not Mandalorian, and yeah. I did love that like very, very much. And hey, Lizzo and Blackjack, like, what the <laughs> hell was that? <laughs> Bombardier. Um, Bombardier. <laughs> that's so great, and the Duchess. Um, this season is not my favorite. I think season two as a whole might be my favorite. Maybe it's because Boba Fett is there and Cat Bane and all the, I mean, Cat Bane, Book of Boba Fett, but all that story, I really love. But this season had some of the best episodes that we've gotten in a long time. Even I, I know that the episode two, a lot of people love. I love when um, Keller and Beck showed up. I love the whole scene. Even though I know the end caps were Power Ranger S, like you said, I still love that and I love all the other episodes coming up to the epi outside two episode finale, because that's what I really enjoy from the Mandalorian. It's just some of one just on a weird mission with Grogu and things happen, and I get a kick butt. To me, that's what the show is about, and everything else kind of joins in. So I think it's not my favorite season, but had some of the best episodes, uh, best visuals, obviously, and the music was hit or miss. But as the show went on, the music and the score got better. So I did enjoy it overall. I'm okay if we take a little break, knowing what's coming out with Ahsoka and probably seeing the during some other shows. But it wasn't a failure or a disjointed mess like a lot of people have said out there. Yeah, no, I, I, I think season two... Uh, thinking about it, I think season two have some has some of my favorite episodes. The tragedy, that awesome, you know, yeah. arrival of, uh, and the believer. I adore that episode, the rescue. But I, when I see the story from beginning to end, I think I like this one a little bit more. Yeah, I gotta do a, a kind of another watch of the whole season, kind of a little bit closer together to see how everything ties uh, up. And I think it's gonna I've change. Me, I've oh my never rewatched The Mandalorian from beginning to end. Fun fact: I've watched episodes here and there, but I've never sat down to watch it all the way. I through. watched, I think, season two. I watched all of them except the finale, on a because I was gonna sit down. I think with Maggie at that point to kind of do an overall assessment of the season, and I think I did all the way to the finale. I didn't watch it, but I haven't 
kind of, oh, I'm going to start with episode one. No, nah, I'm not going to do that. Maybe we'll watch season three again, but not all of it. All right, so let's go. When I hear, when we hear from you guys, I put out on Twitter, hey, we're going to record today. Send us your thoughts on the series and on the and I'm gonna, episode, and we're going to discuss. And I'm going to so, make fun of you. Yeah, rebel thoughts. Well done. You're a rebel now. All right, so let's go through this real quick because some of those things we've talked about already, but, and I couldn't put all of it down here because they were too long, so I just read them in a general description down, down there. So Saturday AM Serial at Stay Classy SDCC says, we just got a full-on Moda effing Mandalorian war in live action with jetpack dog fighting a dog shaver fight with a super commando armored big bad was a force who was force cloning an army of himself and a Jedi trained Mando baby Yoda saving the day. Stop complaining. These are the good days. So I just put down there full I, Moda effing Mandalorian war. We agree, agree with this. I agree with this. Yeah. This is the way. <laughs> and I should say, all this was in all caps. So you can imagine. Uh, how uh, I saw it. I saw it. You saw it. So I agree. And like I said, I want to have fun when I sit down to watch The Mandalorian. And this was a very fun season, a very fun episode. And when you read it like that, how can you complain? Come on. That's great. Yeah. Hey, hey I, I'm someone who constantly, you know, complains about people who say like, oh, stop being so critical of that movie. Just turn off your brain. Mm. Like, I, I think good things just because something is fun doesn't mean it doesn't have to mm -hmm. be good but i i think this episode was good so yeah yeah it also it depends what you're watching if i'm watching i don't know a weird scary movie you just turn off your brain all right our friend alan chin at alan my chin wrote love how grogu's arc came full circle this is his mandalorian trials he was able to confront his fear and use the force to protect his family his very meaningful act as act as his greatest use of the force is for protection same as the role beskar is for mandalorians i saw this from different people saying that the way grogu used the force was more for protection and defense and here alan's kind of saying this is grogu's arc coming to a head so i agree with alan and yeah basically i agree yeah all right i'll let you go first for this one so mo prima at gene my star though says it worked for me overall i didn't have high expectations for guest appearances tie slash tie-ins so i got to enjoy it for what it was it ended nicely maybe too nice lol and set up next season well sad i can be there live with you all but we'll catch you in the recap Mo, thanks for joining us because I'm sure you're watching this right now. On your end, great question as always, or great thoughts. We'll see you next week. But what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, no, uh, missing Mo as always. Um, hmm. But I don't know. I, you know, I, I like a good uh, happy ending, and um, but you know, I like that attitude. I went in without expectations, and it surprised me. So. Good. Yeah. I'm someone who loves to theorize and have all these <laughs> theories, but I would say like when the episode starts, I put it in a little box, put it yeah. away, and okay, let's see what they made for me. So, yeah, and that's difficult for a lot of people. Sometimes even myself. I'm talking about expectation. Donovan McComish at Donovan Mead. I really enjoyed it. It didn't go how I'd assume it would, and I wish it had been a bit longer so we could have spent more time on certain elements. 
but the action was fantastic. I love the wholesomeness of the ending, and I'm generally excited for where season four looks to be going. So similar to tomorrow. Went with different expectations, enjoy what we got, excited for season four. So that's the outlook that I like. For people out there, yeah, it wasn't what I wanted, but I'm really excited for what's next. I yeah, no, I agree with that. And going off of what you just mentioned on the previous comment, um, it's not that I'm super good at just putting it all away for bringing it back, right? When I saw Rise of Skywalker, when I last saw when I saw Last Jedi, those two movies went completely different directions <laughs> from what from, from what yeah. I was expecting. And after my first viewing, I was a little bit like, I don't know. And mm-hmm. I think it's you know with all the amount of content that we're receiving, I'm a fan of a lot of things. I think I've trained myself to be a little bit better at that. So it's not that it's super easy. Like after the episode, I was like, I got to think about this a little bit. And, yeah. you know. All right. Mr. Grumpy, our friend Roberto Venegas at Roberto Dross. Overall, the season finale was good. Not great, but it was fun. Much like the season, it had its ups and downs. I'm not sure how I feel about the season overall. Again, we all have our own thoughts about it, which everything is valid. So I understand why some people felt a little bit let down. We didn't. But if that's your take, that's fine. Yeah, no, I remember when I when I had Robert on the podcast like two years ago, we talked about how we like Mandalorian. We don't love it. And mm-hmm. I think this is the first season I've loved. So, okay. Um, so you can join me, Roberto. But it's fine. <laughs> Maybe next time. We'll talk to him soon. All right, and someone new sent us a message. MacBaddy at La Moregina. I love how it focuses on the lore and the myths instead of the action. How we discovered that Mandalorian is not about Dean, but it's about becoming Mandalorian. So probably it's about Grogu, and given his lifespan, how his story combines a sequel trilogy. It was epic beyond my wildest dreams. So very different take wow. from Roberto, <laughs> and which... So this is why I love doing the show. I love talking about Star Wars. Why I love watching Star Wars. We all take different things from it. What didn't work for someone might have worked great for someone else. And thanks to La Moregina for her thoughts on this. Because I, I love seeing this from people out there, especially with some of the negativity we hear sometimes. Love seeing this very positive outlook on it. Yeah, no, me too. And I love what you said. Like, I, I think the episode is very action focused, but I think the action is in service of the lore and the story yeah. and the themes. So, yeah. All right, two more. Another newcomer to the show. Some guy out of context. I love it. At Monkeybox one one three eight. The whole season for me was a lot of fun. Silly, but at times chaotic, hard hitting, and dark. Imperfect, but ultimately very Star Wars. The main thing I'll say is it was creatively through creativity through compromise sorry actors availability being the main one i understand but i'll just go very star wars and it was a very star wars season i isn't that what star wars is imperfect but very star wars yeah exactly go to the prequels go to the even the original trilogy which are some of the best movies ever made they're very imperfect very imperfect the the sequel trilogy is like a little bit disappointed (laughs) it is what it is that's star wars yeah it's a perfect coming from some guy out of context the the only perfection in star wars is the high republic (laughs) the high republic and mr chaos on the cover All right, and the last comment comes from our friend T Loss at Tricia Loss. 
I love the finale, like really made me happy. The removal of a certain toxic artifact had me shouting with joy. It's about damn time. So good. Gotta love the destruction of the dark saber. And again, most of the comments, even the ones that were a little bit down on, on it, did enjoy it to some extent. But most of the comments that we've got, at least, people really enjoyed this season and this episode. So I'm very happy to see this. Even if maybe we didn't connect with everything, knowing that a lot of the fans base, a lot of the fan base did, makes me happy in general. So I'm like Dean Giant, just putting my feet up, drinking some spotchka. Yeah, I completely agree. All right, Oti, that brings an end to our episode and our coverage of Mandalorian Season 3. We'll be back. Are we back next week? I think we'll be back next week. Yeah, I'll be um, here. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. Maybe we'll just do an overall where the uh, new shows uh, are coming. What can we expect? I don't know. Our favorite Mandalorian helmets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what uh, uh, I might take uh, 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 Our favorite lightsabers breaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, we might just do kind of a, a look ahead of what's next for Star Wars TV, at least live action. I don't know. We'll talk in the yeah. next coming days. All right, Oti, for the people out there that are not watching us right now, where can they find you? You can find me over at Twitter oh, and Instagram. Wait. Oh, yeah, please, please. I don't want yeah. <laughs> to say Sorry. Okay, you can find me over at Twitter <laughs> and Instagram at EPSTARWARS, whatever it says down there. So. All right, so for me, you can find us again at Radio Rebel Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and there, there you are, Twitter, Instagram, and hi, whenever I get to it. Thanks for joining us. Oti, before you leave, I'm going to put this one more time just so you can go with uh, your guy there. Does it show up? Oh, no, I removed it. Sorry, here we go. There he is. So thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. And as always, stay safe. I'm back. <laughs> be safe. And may the force be with you.